0: got the thing yeah why, why did you, you even do that that was like <laughs> terrible that was beautiful
1: let's just go from the beginning let's try again how about okay, that go ahead. all right you ready go ahead. okay over two. Welcome to Self Evident <laughs> Podcast everyone.
0: He did point. <laughs> Y'all rock. Thank you for tuning in this morning. Guys, we're coming to you live from Hope Tower and uh Woo. we're we're excited to have you on, guys. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast and becoming a part of the Self Evident family. We cannot do this without you. And we love you. I feel like a TV preacher. We just want to bless you today. For, for, you know that deeper for, for 595. <laughs> No, you, no, 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 okay. no, 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 oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, that's not what Whoa. I was going for, but you're here, welcome, guys, we're talking about civil disobedience part two, what that Oof. looks like for the Christian, but if you have not yet subscribed, go on YouTube right now to uh, YouTube and Self-Evident Ministries, you guys can uh, subscribe to our <laughs> podcast and Self-Evident Podcast,
1: go, go to if Self-Evident you, before YouTube, how about that, I'm getting...
0: Melaid right now with all this. I just can't handle the pressure. It's really tricky for me right now. Anyhus, uh we also go on YouTube. You guys can be a subscriber. That's growing. Channel's growing. Yeah. SoundCloud is growing very well. Yeah. Rumble's starting yeah. to grow. Yeah. We're, we're, we're getting her done, folks. And so we need your help to do more. Uh, and so, guys, if you have not been a part of what we're doing, go online to the self evident truth.com. Please sign up uh, for our blogs and our newsletters. We got tons of stuff going on. And and the matching grant is still happening. So we have, we're about halfway there. We're about 3600 bucks, So we're leaving the rest to you. I can't do no more. You guys can just donate to it. Remember, $7,500 is being matched. Be a part of that uh, and help us keep going. Because a lot of the groups we do, they can't afford it. I'm too good. Oh my gosh, that's sort of terrible. I was kidding. I was kidding. Gosh, you got on me for the Tel right, right. comment. comments. <laughs> yeah, give us your seed, which I truly <laughs> believe works. Anyway, we're not talking about that today. We'll talk about that in another podcast. <laughs> what that really means, you know what I mean? But anyways, uh, so last week when you guys joined us, we were talking about civil disobedience. Yeah, huge, huge part of what we talk about in Self Evident is can the Christian be involved in the political sphere because we get involved in all other spheres, business, uh, family, uh, we can get involved in, in interpersonal matters. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know who you are Christians when you give opinions that nobody asked for at your family, you know, at your dinners and you see no problem with that. But when it comes to government, they're like,
1: no, that's secular. We
0: can't get involved in that.
1: Right. You know what I mean? It's like blows my mind. We get encouraged. Go out into these different spheres. Get into the arts. Get into entertainment. Get into business. Be a Christian and a light in that. I'm a Christian. And want to run for office? No, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> we don't mix religion. Yeah, we don't politics. do that.
0: And guys, comment below if you've ever gone into these realms where you had to mix religion and politics because you have to. It's there. Go ahead and write below where you guys are from right now. Comment uh, and what did you guys get out of last week? And what we're talking about this week is actually putting you into action. So what, we're, what we got going on is a pretty, pretty awesome stuff that we got going on at the church uh, right now that we're instituting some brand new things that'll come out here in the future. And you shall be made aware when it's finalized.
1: But you, we have I'm news bits. Do a good Churchill. Oh, you good. Come on. Heck yeah. Dude, I want to I want to hear the announcement in a Churchill when we bring it out. OK, are you ready with timer? I got the timer. We, we got, got news bits, y'all. We got newses. Here's, here's the newses. All right. Count Three, us down, Elijah. Two, one, go. The Durham report. <laughs> I, I start with the heavy hitters. Now, we should really do a full show on this one, but here's a quick rundown on it. The Durham report finally came out. Is what, four years in the work? Chronicling whether Trump was a Russian plant and... Oh, jeez. That's, and he wasn't, I, I know you're surprised, but he wasn't. It also shocker shocker. It, it showed major glaring issues with the FBI and the DOJ who both forced the issue, even though they knew there was no case to be had. And they actively attempted to suppress any investigation into the Clintons. So the Durham report basically says one Clinton campaign wanted to start a dirty disinformation campaign against Trump claiming he was in league with the Russians Two: FBI and DOJ despite seeing plenty of signs that the main document, the Steele dossier was bunk, continued on. Three, the whole thing built on itself and seemed to be a pet project of several high-level intelligence leaders, and four, any investigations into Clintons were immediately stamped out. What else do we say?
0: We've been talking about it for a long time. They're not going to find anything. But see, this is where it gets weird, right? Because we all know the hypocrisy of this. Stuff. Right. That had this been a Republican going after a Democrat and they did it for four years, we'd be eviscerated in the media as far as like conservatives are just wasting money and time. This is what they've been doing. Yeah. And 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 with with this whole Russia collusion, we talked about this in 2020. I think it was 2019. We were like, this isn't even.
1: Yeah. When it first came out, yeah, we we were were
0: like, this is it's all smoke and mirrors, whatever they call that stuff. So we you know, it's not hard to look into. You can see it. President Trump isn't the kind of guy who would. What's the what's the right word? He doesn't. He doesn't strike me as a guy who's. This is going to sound bad. but smart enough for collusion. <laughs>
1: I because he's too no, much of a too much of a bull yeah do you understand
0: like he he wants it his way he doesn't want anyone else to get the glory so he's just going to go in himself
1: he and... is not a cloak and dagger guy
0: yeah he's very out front,
1: blunt do do all yeah. of it in and nobody open.
0: will get the glory but me exactly. like that's exactly how he is so why would he even try to collude that's
1: that doesn't make a good sense point. it doesn't make sense at all and it was proven through the durham report so number two new york city hotels are packed according to mayor adams <laughs> He's claiming 50% of all New York City hotel rooms are booked with illegal immigrants. (gasps) (gasps) So, of course, Democrats are denying that claim. 65,000 illegal immigrants are estimated to have arrived in New York City in recent months. Supposedly, most have been put in gyms, relief shelters, and homeless shelters. He said, instead of monies coming from people who are visiting us and spending in our tourism and our Broadway plays, instead of them using hotels, we're using those hotels illegal immigrants adams also demand that the federal government do more to help them Mm. because that makes sense
0: (laughs) so 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 yes mike and i disagree on only very minute things and we disagree i don't agree with them shipping illegals into other states here's why they should just deport them back if they're illegal I understand federal law and representation, but they—they're already breaking the law, and they don't have a law system under us. They're not citizens to be put into court and trial here. So, in other words, their jurisdiction is not with us. The jurisdiction is in Mexico. If they—they they just broke Mexico's law by crossing over the border, right? They should be held uh, penalized in Mexico, which they won't be. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though. Like, right? This is all Dead. backwards. And what happens is they let the. The gates flood in, and then all of a sudden, we have Pastor Brian here from Missouri. We went and preached at his church a couple months ago, and he said something. He's like, "Well, now we have to figure out as churches how we're going to go out there and be the light, right? And yeah. go get their souls saved, and you know, go get them ready." But it's like, you see what happens since we don't, oh, uh, since we don't uphold the law. Now it's up to us to go fix it since we didn't uphold the law in the first
1: place. See, now I, we got to play cleanup. And and I see it more as an act of civil disobedience. Um, I see it as an act of you're not going to change the law because you don't have any interest in changing the law right now. And it's affecting Texas like it. and Arizona and all of that. It's a very prideful statement. Yes. <laughs> i kidding, kidding. So the lesson today is do not civilly <laughs> disobey. Submit to your rulers in all costs at all things. Quickly. We only got 40 seconds, 30 <laughs> oh, seconds, 20 man. seconds. Why isn't he warning us? She did. Montana <laughs> bans TikTok. Uh (laughs) taking place january 2024 the band targets the availability of the app by threatening companies like tiktok google and apple with a ten thousand dollar a day fine for each day the platform is available in app stores i feel very itchy about this me too boom (laughs) okay bonus round one minute here's why we feel itchy about this When somebody else is in power, how easy will it be to say, this is a national security risk, you can't have such and such. Daily Wire, The Blaze, Stephen Crowder, whoever you want to say. All it takes is the ruling party to say, well, we think this is dangerous for our culture, our society, for our people, and so therefore we're going to outlaw it. We're going to ban it. You now have government that is forbidding a business from doing business. Now. Bingo. We can have the whole foreign intervention argument, but at the end of the day, what they're doing is they're telling a business, you're not allowed to conduct business in our state.
0: Yeah, so also too, go ahead and comment below what you think about Montana banning TikTok. Yeah, if
1: you disagree with us, go with Please it.
0: do. But what we're saying is already they're calling what Christians do hate speech in a lot of different states. Uh, they're, they're they're promulgating the the, the left and the transgender movement and saying basically, look, Christians hate us. They're, they're transphobes and all that stuff. Imagine what's going to happen if we continue down this path. I don't think it was a good move. There's the freedom of speech for a reason, right? It should be the parents regulating this junk yep. for their kids. Kids shouldn't be having phones at this age. I mean, I'm, I'm oh, thoroughly geez. convinced yeah. right now. So anyways, there's our five cents if it's worth anything to you.
1: Comment below. What do you think? Yeah, I, I we want we we to duke it out with you. We want you to tell us we're wrong so we can tell you you're wrong. And then you can tell us we're all wrong. We're we're all wrong. Uh, Carrie Booth says, You'll turn into us. Boy, that's scary. Oh my gosh. Golly. All of us be walking around with Molsons and La Bat Blues, and (sighs) we'll be sitting there going, Hey, Frank. Riding (sighs) mooses and drinking maple syrup. And and not liking. She's from from Canada. If you don't know, she's from Canada. You know, and uh, we're going to hate the French. Well, that doesn't change. Um, yeah. But <laughs> all right. Carrie's laughing. So we know we did okay. All right. Before we get into the main topic, do not forget about the matching grant. Go to the self evident truth.com. We, we're still doing this. We're a little over halfway there. 7,500 is what we're trying to match. This will help us get to where we need to go. You get to be a family member with us, you get to become a torchbearer. You get to become a partner. So do it. Come with us along this journey. Help us take territory for the kingdom. We're here to save souls. We're here to disciple. We're here to free people and give them liberty. Bingo. So into that. So that's my message. We love all of you. Game on. Help us. Civil disobedience. Disobedience. Civil disobedience will not be allowed. It's not tolerated. Go ahead and share and like tolerate. this video too. Share and like the
0: video, guys. Get it out there. We love you.
1: Blah, blah, blah. Freedom will be given when you submit to tyranny. Hmm? Or, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, come now, come I on. entertain myself on this type of stuff. So, last week we covered the truth about civil disobedience. And so, if you I would suggest going back and listening to that one, watching that one, if you want to get a good primer on our position of civil disobedience. We do believe that there is space for the Christian to be able to disobey civilly. And actually, I'm going to jump forward in the map. I didn't tell Massey I was doing this. Um, I don't like this. I want to run through some scriptural evidence of when civil disobedience happened. So in Egypt pharaoh told the hebrew midwives they needed to kill the firstborn boys or or all the boys sorry baby boys hebrew midwives refused the command to kill all the hebrew boys saul's troops refused to kill jonathan for not fasting despite saul's command to kill his own son esther approached the king without an invitation now this was against the law unless he bids her come she did it anyway and the lord was with her And the king bid her come. See, the the thing was, if you approach the king without being invited, he didn't want you there, death. Which means it was against the law to approach him without an invite. She got a pass because the Lord moved the heart of the king. But that was still a civil disobedience. It was breaking a law. Totally was. Moses, he went against Pharaoh, who was considered a god, and led millions of Jews and slaves out of Egypt. The guy led a slave revolt. Pharaoh told them they couldn't leave, which his word was decree. It was law. Daniel, knowing the decree law that had been passed about praying to any other God than the king, Daniel goes in his room, opens the windows, and prays out loud. You don't think he knew what he was doing? And when he got, first got into the king's court, he rejected the king's food. This was civil disobedience. He was given food that he was yeah, expected to, to eat. reject the
0: king was like punishable That's by death. death.
1: Yeah. Rahab hid spies and misdirected about their presence. We could probably say lie. Uh, you know, misdirected. Misdirected, lied. This was counted as faith to her. Shadrach, mm-hmm. Meshach, and Abednego refused to bow to the golden statue. The wise men who came to see Jesus, Herod tells them to come back and tell him everything. They go back a different way and refuse the order. Woo. Jesus went against the traditions of the Jews and defiantly continued on his way, despite those traditions being tantamount to laws in the Jewish society. And did you know that the words the angels used were civil disobedience to the Roman regime? They announced a king. that People worshipped Christ as a new king that was directly against the law of the Roman regime. Peter was told by the Sanhedrin to not preach the name of Jesus, told them he was going to follow God's commands, not man's. And all but one apostle was martyred for his faith. You don't think laws were used to justify killing them? So by account, they broke the law of the nation they were in. So here's my real question. Before we get into how, are you really willing to say that Martin Luther King Jr. and the civil rights movement was against God? After all, there's nothing in the Bible that says that it's a sin to drink from a certain water fountain or go to a certain school. There's nothing in the Bible about being forced to sit in the back. In fact, I'm sure plenty of preachers would have said that Romans 13 demands you sit in the back of the bus, drink oh, only gosh. from a certain water fountain, and only go to the school chosen for you. Thank Yet you for- here we are. We now establish that segregation is wrong and evil. We now fully accept it and consider unity something completely approved of by God. Here's what's trippy. Dude, great point. Thank you. But here's what's trippy.
0: Preachers today would have said to the black people at that time, today, if we don't want to be civilly disobedient, you should just let them sit in the front because that's what Christians do. We just tolerate people's sin. That's what we have to do, right? Because, you know, you black people wanting your freedom, that just doesn't make any sense because you're a bigot towards white people. I mean, that's literally, that's what's being said. If you have anything against anybody, you are now a bigot or you're a phobe of something. So black people back then were white-aphobes. That's, what, that's, that's literally what we're saying. If you stand up against oppression and wickedness, you're the one who's afraid of them who are doing the oppressing. Right. Right? That's what we're saying. No, we saw this as an injustice. Should we be teaching young kids in school about sexuality? No. It's an injustice. It's an injustice, and, dude, it's demonic. And that is that is marriage bed covenant stuff that should
1: only be in the design the way God created it because he created it. And here's here's the compounded problem on this. The the Christian who stands for that stuff will look at us and say, Romans 13, you're not allowed to get involved politically. OK, you are. That's right. <laughs> That's you're right. involved. You're supporting but the law in the state actually says that they can do this and remove these books, that these books shouldn't be a part of it. So you're actually going against Romans 13 yourself by standing up against a law that you feel is unjust.
0: You know what's even more trippy than that? Your lack of doing is being involved. You're allowing them to do. That's yeah. your involvement. Yeah. Is you're saying, no, you can go do it. That is your involvement. No matter what you, you, you do, you're involved in it. Because we, like, so I do the statistic. There's there's almost 30,000 uh, 7th to 12th grade high schools in America, right? And in America, there's over 300,000 Protestant pulpits. And so the churches outnumber high schools 10 to 1 in
1: this country, and look who's dominating the culture of teaching. Right. And and to add to that, before we, before we get into the crux of how to civilly disobey, one more point on that. People will tell you, you can't legislate your morality, your Christian morality, don't legislate it, blah, blah, blah legislation is morality to some degree. Is it moral or immoral to kill somebody? Is it moral or immoral to steal? Is it moral or immoral to bear false witness to where somebody you know is harmed because of it? We would all say, if we're just sitting around the table, if I go, hey, do you think it's moral to kill somebody? No matter whether you're atheist, whether you're Christian, Hindu, Muslim, does not matter, you're going to say, no, that's immoral. Well, we legislate it. See, the problem is, in the public sphere, what happens is we're in a community, we're trying to make a determination of what are we going to uphold as moral as a community and immoral as a community. Bingo. You as a Christian have been told you're not allowed to put in your position, you're not allowed to have your opinion, your your separation of church and state, that is, that's a bunk argument Because you've just made your statement of what you believe is moral. You've just participated in activism. You've just brought people together to try and put forward your agenda. So now you've told me because I have Christian faith, I'm not allowed to come out and activate myself in the political sphere You've just religiously discriminated against me. That's right. You've just told me because I hold a certain religious belief, I'm not allowed to give my opinion in the public sphere. I'm not allowed to make a movement, a vote. I'm not allowed to stand here and tell you, I don't believe this should be in our community. You're a hypocrite. And I'll say it. I'll say it in the voice of the Old Testament prophets. Woe to you, you hypocrites. Go with that.
0: Whew. Here's why. Because Isaiah 10:1 is clear. Woe unto those who make unjust laws, to those who issue oppressive decrees and to deprive the poor of their rights, and withhold justice from the oppressed of my people, making widows their prey and robbing the fatherless robbing them of their innocence robbing them of their minds robbing them of what god has already created them to do because in isaiah and jeremiah these guys were selected from the womb right paul would talk about i was selected from before my my, my, i was even in the womb i was selected i was chosen right and we're sitting here telling these kids that no you can do whatever you want as a matter of fact god's design doesn't even matter because god doesn't exist so you can be what you want to be until you cross government you should do whatever you want to do. You can go out and get a sex change. You can be a guy or a girl. You can do all that, but don't pay your taxes once. You notice who's got the who holds the sword, right? Romans thirteen was right, right? They bear the sword and they'll come after you, right? Go with that I, I've because because here's point here's, on here's the issue. Romans thirteen is very clear that that was written to a government that actually honors God. They're ministers of God Thank to you. the for good chapter. That's verse four. So when they're saying they're ministers, that word actually translated means a clerical minister. They're ministers of God to you for good. They're there to, to, to uphold the good and to punish the evil, right? And then he says, if you're willing to disobey that government that is good, that is representing me, they bear not the sword in vain, which means that there's judgment against the criminal. Ecclesiastes is clear about that, that if we don't punish evil speedily, evil gets put in people's hearts to do it even more. It's very clear. So what happens when we don't punish evil, like think of our children, right? When we don't discipline our kids, when we don't say, hey, knock that off. Like we, we, we got to right. put a stop to it. I've said this a hundred times. Me getting spanked by my parents, though, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I, don't, I didn't do that to my kids like that, but it served me well. Yeah. <laughs> it served me well. I mean, I'm telling you, like I didn't go out and break laws. I didn't even think about shooting up a school. I never thought about what half these kids are thinking about. You know what I mean Bro, because I had a horrible. I had a healthy fear of the Lord in my heart. I had a healthy like I can't cross these lines. I actually want to be a good citizen. I actually want to be a Christian before God. Right?
1: That, and and that I think is what Romans 13 is really trying to put across. We always use it as this blanket statement of therefore 100% unless it goes directly against the word of God. That's such an interesting caveat because otherwise what you're saying is well they're they're not a cause of fear for good behavior, but for evil. Well, what happens when they are a cause of fear for good behavior? Now all of a sudden they've given off Amen. what they are supposed to be given, right? Dude, Being yes. in subjection is a much different concept from following blindly. I can still be in subjection oh. to somebody, yet not follow blindly, no matter totally. what they say, no matter what. It, and we in America have been given a system that we are allowed to gr- give grievance. We're allowed to stand against. We are allowed to, to put forth our position. And we don't take advantage of that.
0: No. Here, here let, let, let's take that a step further. It's not that we're allowed to do it. We've been given the right by God to do it. Thank you. And that government can't touch it. Good correct. It's not even that we're allowed to do it. We already can do it. Government doesn't allow me to do anything. I don't get my rights from government. And so what happens is even when we're preachers, we're saying, well, they say we can't go into public schools, therefore we can't. Whoa, 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 wait, stop, stop. Who gave them the jurisdiction and authority over public schools? Second, tell me a law. Show me a law that says you can't go into public schools as a Christian. Right now there's a school, I I wish I had looked it up last night, dang it, but they're actually opening up Satanist classes after school now, right? Yep. I just, just think about that. After school classes for Satanism. Did you know that us Christians could have done that the whole time? How many times we talk about that when Jake and I were in ministry together doing IOTC, we'd set up uh, things called, uh, uh, There were, they were American. I can't remember what it was like the American teen. We, we had this thing where it was like after school programs where we were teaching the constitution, doing Bible classes in public schools, after school, we just needed a teacher to sponsor it and a student to do it. That's yep. all you needed. Right. We've been saying that for years. And they're like, well, you know, it's just a lot of work. Well, now Satan
1: ain't taking a back seat. That's, and you know what I mean? And the Christian has to realize, I love that that quote. God, who was it? Who? Uh, the the quote about Satan doesn't hold. That was D.L. Moody. D.L. Moody talking about Satan doesn't hold himself back from indoctrinating your children. Satan doesn't hold himself back from wanting to get into the schools. So why do we as Christians go, oh, I can't be a part of that. I can't be a part of government. I can't get involved in the process. Well, Satan will. So now you've put your faith into a government system over God. You've actually created an idol out of government because what you've said is I'm going to submit no matter what, invariably, to this government. You've put government into the position next to God. You see that? Like, because you can't question it. It, You can't, well, it's given to us for good. What about when it turns wicked? That's exactly it. And do what, what happens? What is the highest authority in this
0: land? The Constitution. I've heard it said so many times, so many times, that, that the president is the CEO of America. Even Elon Musk just said it, right? He is the executive, which means he carries out the laws passed. Mm-hmm. But he cannot create law or even create a vision for America. The vision is let the states do what they need to do. We're just maintaining. That's all we're doing. We're presiding. He's a presider, yep. yes. right? And he's a face for our nation to the yep. world. That's what he is does treaties, all that stuff, but he can't even do that without Congress. So all these things. But we've created the title of president to be like this god. Like whatever whatever person gets in as president, they're going to change the nation. That has been the biggest lie for America. We don't have a king in this country. Right, The highest authority in America is the Constitution. What happens if the very government that's told to uphold that law, the supreme law of the land, right, if they go against that law? I'm not being disobedient to tell them to go obey that law. I'm actually being obedient to God and to the oath they swore before the Lord to uphold that document. So I'm no longer being disobedient. I'm actually being obedient to God to confront the evil, right, and watch them do good. That is my job. They're the ones being disobedient. And what happens is in the media discourse, they call you the ones that are rebellious you're the rebellious one you're the one that's going against why don't you guys just shut up and be good christians you guys don't love you guys should tolerate that's not love what you guys are doing no it is love to stop wickedness ephesians 5 it talks about exposing the wicked works of darkness that's our job that's what we do now that's not our primary job the primary job is the gospel because we can go out and rebuke the world but they have no understanding of christ that's why they do what they do listen christians hear me out please You can't get upset at what the world does when that's what the world was created to do. They are fulfilling the lusts of the flesh. You can't be shocked by how the world does things. You can't sit there and say, I can't believe... At the Grammys, Sam Smith dressed like a Satanist and did a Satanist pr- uh, production. I cannot believe the public schools are allowing Satanist classes. I cannot believe that the country and the CMA awards are allowing this drag queen stuff. I cannot believe the world is actually being the world. You can't be shocked at that. That's who they are. You can't be shocked if a bear attacks someone for being in his place. That's what bears do. Right. That's just a, That bear is so wicked and nefarious. No, the bear's being the bear. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's why the Christian needs to be engaged. We need to be the light. As a matter of fact, I was reading in Matthew. Go with me on this. Go for it. You can't put your light under a bushel. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. We're the kingdom of God. We have the kingdom of God within us. We're the ones that are supposed to shine brightly. And I think I love when it's like, this is impossible. I love this stuff and I love talking about it. It never gets old for me. Because it's the fact that it's impossible that tells me God put us here for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that it's impossible that I know he has to move. Why would he put it on our hearts as pastors? And I'm looking at Pastor Brian. Why would he put us in this situation, right, for us to go confront evil if he wasn't going to change it? Right. If there was no possible way that souls were going to come, come to Jesus? Because now we're hearing it all. And the Bible actually says, be careful you don't listen to fables of, of uh, uh, and, and, and you know doctrines and false doctrines and all these things. Guys, there's a lot of wickedness going on right now from people who used to be pastors. They're saying no, that story of Noah is actually a a a, a fable from someone else that they copied, and that Jesus was raised in Egypt from twelve to thirty-three, and that he learned healing through uh, the guy that Gandhi studied under, and all these other things. It's like crazy stuff. Yeah, Dude, there's like all these doctrines. I know exactly what you're talking
1: about. Dude, right, I've I've had not only dreams of certain pastors falling from quote unquote glory, but I've seen time and time again, like all these pastors I used to support because they spoke truth, the word of God, and now they're like, they're completely twisting the gospel and they're own in their own way one of them had an easter service which i'm sure a lot of people know about but it was super demonic there they, you go they wanted to they wanted to put on a play instead of teaching the easter story and teaching the gospel they wanted to put on a musical performance and made it super demonic
0: how how so i hadn't heard about you those. gotta look at it transformation church is that we are talking about yeah yeah and it you there, there was context Ooh. to that and i see it but like you're becoming more like the world to win the world dude christ couldn't have been more like the world if he could try he was actually crucified because he was going against the world system he didn't have to put on a performance or show he didn't have to go kiss up to the to to pontius Pilate to get his message across right he didn't have to give hugs and do photo ops if if that existed back at the time you know selfie (laughs) he didn't have to do photo ops with Pilate to go get his message
1: across about the gospel and the kingdom and and can i clarify something about christ especially people are saying oh well see he he stayed away from politics he stayed away from government come on dude hit it he was here for a mission he rejected kingship when people tried to force it on him because that was not his time his time had not come yet yet he stands before Pilate and says your authority has been given to you by my father Woo! sounds like he's getting involved in government a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, but Scripture says that all of government rests on the shoulders of Christ. So at some point, we could reasonably assume that Christ has something to do with how government operates. Now, if we go back to the Old Testament and we're going to say that God is consistent from the end to from the beginning to the end, then we have to work with the fact that the prophets were so often sent to secular governments as well as God's own governments to say judgment against them in the way that their nations are going. At some point, you have to wrestle with that. I'm kind of tired of this whole Christ would just stand away and Christ would just. Thank you. It was not his mission. Amen. He had a singular mission save the world. How did he do that? That's right. Submitting voluntarily to the punishment that was due him because he took it on. That's why it was due him. But do you notice that the secular government was resistant to sacrifice him? Mm. It was the religious elite who put forward their rules and traditions and said, "No, we've got to get rid of this guy." And the secular <laughs> on, government dude. went along with the religious tradition and ended up crucifying him. Whew. Golly, man, come on, come it's on. one hey, of those days. Here, here,
0: here, here. It's one of those days. Here, here. That's that. That that is a founding father statement. Well made by professor mike here at self-evident <laughs> ministry and i mean that dude listen quite the opposite oh, if christ were to be submitted to government and everything they did how come when Pilate asked him blanket questions he wouldn't answer him isn't that defiance yeah. Not not that he was trying he to be defiant silent. not that he was trying to be defiant he didn't come for that that was not his mission and had he said anything it would have been used against him so he was like you know And he knew there would be false accusers. Uh, Psalms Mm -hmm. talked about that, right? David wrote about that. There are going to be false accusers coming against him, blah, blah, blah. But the other thing is, don't you think him not getting involved in government and ascending to a higher kingdom proves that he's over all of it? Whoo! He's over all of this. He was showing you. He didn't need to get involved here. His mission was to die, to rectify the sins of man, to make sure that we had the higher authority because all authority now has been given to us in heaven and earth through Christ so that his death and resurrection actually gave us a higher authority, a, a bigger, a, a greater anointing, if you will. Yeah. He didn't need to do all that stuff. That wasn't what he was called to do, right? Now, you're right. Why is it most of the prophets went to government? Why did Paul confront government? Why did John the Baptist confront Herod for his adultery? Yeah, and like yeah. That? you think why? it was
1: subjecting to the authorities for him to go and yes. call Herod an adulterer? Yeah, so why did those
0: guys have to go stand before the kings for the gospel's sake? And then we say, well, they shouldn't have because Jesus never did. Yes, he did. He stood in front of government. He had to confront that system. The reason they brought... Uh, um. um Christ before Pontius Pilate was because the Pharisees were saying he was here because he, he's calling himself the king of the Jews, which he never did. The people did. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So they, they were trying to pin him in. You know why? Because they knew that the government had some kind of moral uh, authority. So if we don't get involved, and Pontius Pilate was like, I don't want to crucify he, this yeah, cat. Yeah, he, I don't want to do this. I
1: wash my hands of this man's That's right." Blood. And
0: his wife even said, dude, don't touch him. She don't touch him. him. And so you see where it's like, we know this guy's above our authority. This guy's above our authority. Oh, Hmm. Hmm. he's above the authority that we have here. He's innocent. I don't want to touch this dude. If that government was so wicked and corrupt, which it was because they were killing babies, right? It was wicked and corrupt. How come he could say that? This dude's innocent. I ain't doing it. What? Why did they kill babies? They were just as innocent.
1: You see what I'm saying? They knew something was different with Christ. Yes. And you could go further and say, Pilate, Subjected himself to the governing authorities and crucified Christ. Now, really? It, it, really? It al- <laughs> I
0: was getting up. Nice.
1: Now, now, Good look. It aligns with Christ's nice. will. But Pilate suffered the consequences. He ended up committing suicide later on. Pilate suffered the consequences of subjecting himself to the authorities over him and sacrificing an innocent man. Again, it aligned with Christ's will. Wow. But it was this was what happened when Pilate subjected himself to the authorities over him. We are not calling for you to not respect the authorities and, and subject yourself to the authorities, but your conscience, your morals, the Holy Spirit will not always agree with what the subjecting authorities want you to do.
0: Come on, dude. And Paul even just wrote, "Yes, please." if all authority to to has that. been given to Christ, then all governments are subordinate to him. Watch. So violations of Christ will, i.e. Hitler, Mao, Stalin, are justified in resisting. Listen, if we're not to listen to false teachers and preachers, if we're to watch the sheep, right? Oh, Listen, point. if we can't listen to false prophets, why are we listening to an ungodly government? Where did they get the authority to be ungodly? On our watch. If truly Christ taught us to bring the kingdom of heaven on earth, he taught us how to pray, Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, then, dude, we've got to do something. Those kids in schools, listen, they are lost sheep. Fine. Take government out of it. Those people in office are lost sheep. Those that are against the Lord, right? Let's go get them. Those kids in public schools, fine. Don't get involved in the politics side. Why aren't we out there preaching to them, then? Which right. we are. Right. We are. We're doing it. We're doing our best anyways. Why is it that we'll make every excuse not to get involved, but when it's like, hey, then take government out of it. Take government out of it then. There's still souls before God. Right. He wants to save their soul. That's, he's long-suffering and kind. He's not willing that, willing that any should perish, but that all come to repentance will shoot. Then, what, then get government out of it then. Let's just take this out. Then you're long, no longer being civilly disobedient. You're actually being a disciple-maker. There's no excuse why we can't be involved in these things. There's no excuse at all. We have a job to do, folks. And this is why it's so important to say we're not being the ones. We're not the ones being disobedient. We're actually being obedient to the will and the word of God, right? Because if truly the Holy Spirit abides in us, then purity abides in us, and we cannot be a part of the world. 1 John talks about that. All that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, right? Then if truly the Spirit of God is within us, we can't have that stuff. I don't even want to abide by it. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to be defiled by it. And it's all around us. So then fine. Get government out of it. They're still souls. Why can't, why aren't we going to get them? Then? Yeah, why are we making every
1: right. excuse not to do it? And, and why will we not do something to defend those cool. souls, right? The orphans, the widows. We always talk about taking care of the poor, and, and Christ loves no, taking no, care we of the don't. poor. No, no, we don't. We want the government to do it. Right, exactly. But you'll force somebody to give up their money to justify your morality, so you don't have to go out there. Sorry, shots. Katie, let's put up Katie Luttrell's comment. There is a difference in submission and obeying you can not obey and still submit to the consequences. That's absolutely right. Gandhi was in jail many times. Martin Luther King was in jail. They accepted the consequences of the law they were breaking because they were trying to provide proof of how unjust that law was. I go back to segregation. There's nothing in Scripture that tells you it's a sin if you sit in the back of the bus. And I, I know you d- d- talk about bus. Okay. That's the point. That's the point. <laughs> That's the right? point. The generalized concept. There's yes, nothing thanks. in there that says it's a sin you, if somebody. you follow segregation. Right? I did. However, we look back at those marches, and many of progressive Christians will look at those marches and go, yeah, those were justified, those were of God, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? I agree with you but that wasn't the law at the time they were breaking the law so by your standards they're not subjecting to a romans 13 authority government they they should only fear the government for evil so it's evil for them to sit in the back of the, or sit in the front of the bus it's good for them to sit in the back bingo it's evil for them to drink from the whites fountain it's good for them to drink from their own fountain you see how quickly and easily you can get twisted up if you decide that government has blanket moral authority. Well, they're doing it
0: now because they're saying, well, all black colleges should be praised, right? Yeah. They should have their own college. That's what they're saying now. We want our own colleges. It's like, didn't y'all fight against this and like the sissies? Dude,
1: Harvard, <laughs> like, Harvard has segregated graduations, but now it's good because now we're saying people of color, not colored people. That's why. Ooh, ooh. I'd never thought of that, but it's true. Right.
0: And it's because now it's their choice to, Ooh, now it's their choice to be enslaved. (laughs) It is. That's a good point. It's a voluntary, it's a voluntary mental slavery is what they're doing. They're now enslaved to the system of the world. And this is now what has happened. And dude, like, can we just read Romans one? Most people, and I, I don't like that pastors do this. We look at that chapter as this is the standard of how homosexuality I get that's so such, tired that's of that. That's such a greater yeah. chapter in its context. I right. wish we could really uh, get that. And I'm going to read. I, I just want to read to you Romans 1, okay? As soon as I find it. Mike, can you just kind of fill in for me? Yeah. Here?
1: Um, I will let you guys he, he's, know he's, that he's, we may have to do a part three because
0: we didn't get I know, the, I know. Uh, I know. I, know. It's, action. I, I told you. <laughs> my bad. It's his fault. <laughs> my bad. That, that's definitely you my bad. You know what's really bad <laughs> is this chair right now keeps sinking. <laughs> <laughs> so I've had to, I keep doing this now. It does remove the chin. So if God is good, if
1: we do two hours, Massey's forehead will be in line. Easy
0: now, easy, easy. <laughs> I'll be doing Indian style. On my <laughs> okay, we
1: should just get cushions that we sit on. <laughs> that is true.
0: Uh, Elijah's coming to help me. I think. No, he's not. He's not.
1: Yeah, I think he's getting you a new chair. Oh,
0: is he? Yeah. So Paul, really quick, Romans 1, real fast. Paul, a bondservant of Christ Jesus, called as an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God. Look at that. Set apart for the gospel, which we all are set apart for the gospel, which he has promised beforehand through the prophets and the holy scriptures concerning his son, Christ, who was born of a descendant of David, according to the flesh who is declared the son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead, according to the spirit of holiness, Jesus Christ, our Lord, through whom we've received grace and apostleship to bring to the, uh, bring about the obedience of faith among the Gentiles for his name's sake, among you are also called in Christ. And basically he was sent to the Gentiles. This is what happened. He had the power and the authority to do that. That's why he's doing it now. Right. Verse seven to all uh, those in Rome uh, called of God, uh, grace to you and peace from God, our father, and Lord, Jesus Christ. First of all, I thank God. Right? Through Jesus Christ for all of you. Because your faith is being proclaimed throughout all the world. He's telling the Romans, you're kicking butt. Your faith is being heard about. Can I ask you a question? Is our faith in America being heard about? Ooh. Question. Right? Let's continue. For God, whom I serve in my spirit, in the preaching of the gospel of his Son, is my witness as to how unceasingly I make mention of you, always making prayers... Uh, Making requests in my prayers, if perhaps now by the last will of God you may succeed, I may succeed in coming to you. I long to see you so that I may impart some spiritual gift to you so you may be established. I I I may be encouraged together with you, blah, 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 blah. Then he says in verse 16, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Why was it power? Because it came to overcome the system and the mentality of the world. It came to overcome our sin. That was the power of God unto salvation. That was the gospel. The gospel came to transform the sinner into a saint, to take him from ratchet to holy. From hood to holy, that's what had to happen, right? That's, that's what he came to do, right? He came to change your mind from the world to the mind of Christ. He came to change your tongue from the world to the tongue of Christ, to the tongue of the Spirit, right? He came to add to your spirit and to awaken and revive the conscience, Psalm 19, right? That was his duty. Now, for the wrath of God, this is where they all focus, right? You missed the whole first part, yep. the gospels, the, transfer, the transformative power. That's where the love begins. Then you confront evil. Too many times we're confronting the evil without the love of God in it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why people are getting upset and frustrated. Love actually confronts in truth. I love you, dude. I'm with you till the end. Hey, we all get to die. Did you know what? there was a national statistic that came out last week? It was crazy. Ten out of ten people die.
1: It's been been proven. It's been verified. It's insane,
0: right? Listen to this. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Aren't they doing that today? Suppressing the truth in unrighteousness? Those who are of the world, who know the truth, who are trying to kick God out of everything— but also to the Christian who does not stand in the authority of God and suppresses the truth by doing nothing and staying silent and agreeing with the world over the word of God. That's what's happening here, right? Oh, That's so good. Because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world is an invisible, attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood by what is made, so that they are without excuse. This is why kids are starting to seek things, because within them they know something's off. It, I don't have what I need, right? Mm-hmm. They used to call it in the 80s and the 90s, that, that vacuum, heart. That, that I have that vacuum-shaped, spot in my heart heart the god-shaped hole hole in my heart that i need it's it's a vacuum i need god to fill that so what do they do they go out to the world and find it they're trying to find an identity that's why their identity constantly changes they're trying to find out why they were created in the first place i feel like a guy what if christ was to be in them and say no you're not any of that you're what i've created you to be and it has nothing to do with you being male or female because in christ that doesn't
1: even matter and and can i tell you that if If you don't stand up, what you're actually doing is allowing the world to cover over that truth. You are allowing unrighteousness to cover over the truth that God is shaped for that spot in your heart. You're actually going along with the world system. You're doing Satan's bidding. What does Satan want to do? He wants to keep people from God at all costs. So what's he going to do? He's going to tell you, don't talk about that. You can't say that. You can't be a part of that. You can't talk to those kids. You can't lead them that way. This is playing into the agenda of the enemy. You're supposed to stand up and give the truth because guess what? The truth is what is going to give the best option for the Holy Spirit to speak to that kid. You are a vessel for God's work. You're a vessel for him. You get to participate in this. Too often we go, oh, I can't get involved in that. You're allowing Satan to win. Mm-hmm. And you're Good saying, word. well, God will do it. Good
0: word, dude. God sent you. Amen. That's the whole point. That's what the first part of uh, Romans was talking about. Listen to this. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations and foolish. their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became
1: fools and That's if it. you allow it your responsibility your fault we don't take responsibility for that but if we allow this process without doing something without standing up without saying something without putting our two cents in without giving the gospel and trying to create disciples we are responsible for that process That's exactly right and by the end of that it says that they
0: worship and serve the four-footed creature more than the creator we now say, well, nature has gay things in it and transgender things in it. Nature history says, you know what I mean. The We're whole worshiping, climate change movement, dude. It's all worshiping and creation. serving the creature more than the creator. Now, the one who created them. They're now worshiping something that is futile, and it's a uh, what? What was the what was the god that bowed? <sighs> Dagon. They worship and serve these creatures that have they have hands but they clap not. David said they have eyes but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. That's what we're worshiping. And now you're saying, okay, look, they're going to the extremes to find identities. And we're just talking about transgenderism right now, but we're also talking about gays. We're talking about even those who find drugs, who are uh, caught up in pornography mm-hmm. and sin, those who are caught up in anything that's sinful. You're finding an identity in something. You know what you're trying to fill? Love. You're trying to find love. The relationship with God. And First John 4, God is love. God is that. 1 Corinthians 13, his love is pure. What's unique about God, just listen to me, you who are lost. Share this video with your lost friends too. You who are lost, just listen to me. The love that you've been seeking, the reason why you're having a hard time finding is because we as humans can pervert that. We can pervert that. We're good at that. We can twist words. We can manipulate. We can do all these things, right? But the Bible says in James, every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above right? From the father of lights in whom there's no variableness or shadow of turning. In other words, his love is pure. So whatever comes from him, there's no hidden agenda. He loves to bless you. He created you for his purpose. There's no hidden agenda. There's no trick. There's no none of that stuff. He's just saying, look, I created you to worship me and I will give you life abundantly. I'll give you more than you could have even thought or or asked or think. I will do more than that, right? And some of you will die for the faith. But here's what's cool. I'll love you and you'll be with me through it. It's crazy because the disciples, some of their promises were they died. Yeah. They were cut in half. They were stoned to death. That was their promise. That's what they got. Right. And we're sitting here trying to say, how do we ease our lives? How do we make it better? How do we do this? And it's like, you may not be the one that actually has a good life monetarily. And you have to be okay with that. Like maybe God ordained that to happen. We don't know, but I love him so much that it doesn't matter to me because my life is not my own. I'm not of this world. I'm not. Dude, my life is different. It's not of this world. I'm a sojourner in this land. Mm -hmm. I'm crucified with him, dude. I don't have anything to gain from this world because I can't take it with me anyway. The only thing I can take with me is my witness. That's it. Just saying, hey, I, I pray to God that I did well, you know, and that he would say that of us when we get to... Heaven, well done, thou good and faithful servant, man. I hope that's what's said, and I pray that. And you know what? In the, by the grace of God, it will be said, because we did what we were called to do. By the grace of the Lord, you know, whether we reached five or five million, it doesn't matter. We did it. Mm-hmm. We did exactly what our hearts were set on to do, and we did it without apology. We did it without worrying about what the world will think and any kind of marketing method, sorry. We just did it, because that's what God called us to do. And I'm actually praying now that we don't use marketing methods. Hmm. You know why? Show the glory of the Lord. That's exactly it. Paul didn't need it. The 12 disciples didn't need it. And, dude, he just said to the Romans, your faith has been heard throughout all the region. They didn't have social media. They didn't have a marketing campaign and paid Facebook ads. And yet their faith was heard of. Why? Because people talk, man. Matter of fact, I was reading in Matthew when Jesus went out and healed people. It says his fame spread throughout
1: the land through the people, his fame. <laughs> and there, there's different tenets of why that faith would have spread, right? One of those tenets would have been walking in power and authority, right? Healing, praying for people, all of that as well as such strong conviction that you're not swayed by the whims of the world. You're not swayed by false doctrines. You're not swayed in other directions. You are so firmly planted as a child of God, walking as an emissary in this land that people can't help, but stop and take notice. Quit using those big words. Different about that guy.
0: Quit using them big words, bro. Emissary. Use cool. (laughs) Use gods. (laughs) You stink, man. (laughs) listen guys we we we, we have and, and i just saw joe comment on here hey joe oh, what's really? going on buddy what do you say preach it Amen. he's just saying preach it but uh, what cool. here here's where we're at right now in this world you will have tribulation but then he says something really cool after that be of good cheer though why say it he overcame it he overcame the world why can't we be of good cheer through the losses and the ups and the downs. Listen, the fact that you're being persecuted proves the fact that God is working through you, that the gospel is being preached, and that we can't concern ourselves with those who may do it with the wrong motive sometimes. Be, beware of false doctrine. Right. But Paul even said, I don't care if they preach Christ of contention or strife. He's being preached. Go out there and let's go preach this because some people like me, I, heard, I needed a hard... <laughs> I was telling Pastor Brian last night, I needed a hard word for me to get saved. Yeah. I needed that. I didn't need the soft gospel. I didn't need the he loves, he died for you, blah, blah, I needed, it. Dude, you are the one who pierced his hands and his feet and put that crown on. Th- it was your sin that did that. I needed that wake-up call. I needed it because I grew up in church, and it was like fluff to me. Yep. All of a sudden, it was like, whoa, I'm the one who put Christ on the cross. I'm the one who violated his laws. I'm the one who... It really made it central to me. And I finally understood Romans 7. He made my sin exceedingly sinful. I saw it. I could see my sin before God. And I could see that his wrath was coming at me, man. His wrath was against me. And then Jesus stepped in and said, nope, I got that, dude. I'm going to pay it all for him. I chose this one. And he saved me, dude. And he could do the same for you. And it's you, even now that you're watching as a Christian, you're saying, dude, I need to get delivered from my sin. Dude, he wants to do that now. Any evil spirit that is within you, that is holding you back from hearing the voice of God, any demonic attack, any demonic word spoken over, you, we break those curses by the authority of Jesus in us. And that it doesn't have your ear or your heart. And that any kind of sin that's got you, that says, I don't know how to give this up. Lord, I pray right now you break that in the name of Jesus right now. And that, Lord, they come out free. They could say, I'm free. I don't I I see again. I hear again. I understand again. And that, Lord, even when they're in their cars praying for their kids, that you answer and show up for them. And that they could see the glory of God for themselves. And they don't need to depend on the Bible's testimonies. They can have their own testimonies. And they can preach that from their hearts. And they can say, I need to go do this with my neighbor now. I need to go preach here. And, Lord, we bind any evil spirit that has come against Uh, we're seeing people especially in church where their kids are saying they're gay or transgender Lord we bind that evil spirit in the name of Jesus and we cast it out of them in the name of Christ right now and that they submit to the Lord because he is the Lord of glory because he does have them and that family because he selected them as children and because it's your will to heal people Father in Jesus name Amen. we're done that's a good show yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Because here we are saying, no, Lord, we have to operate in this authority. We have to. Yeah. There's no, there's no pussyfooting around this stuff anymore. It's, we can't tiptoe time. and tattle, like, uh, try to make this somehow palpable. Dude, the bottom line is it's already palpable. We have now watered the word down where we're seeing heresy in churches. Has it worked? No. No. Now we've just mocked and defended the cross. That's what we've done now, is mocked and offended the cross.
1: That's all we've done. And your job is repentance. There's your job in this. Repentance. Now, just accept Jesus. Man, repent. And I'm not trying to be street preachers standing out on the corner yelling at people, repent or die. What I'm saying is, A repentant heart goes before Christ and recognizes the sin, Mm -hmm. recognizes what we've done to put him on that cross. When you have a repentant, humble heart, all of a sudden you can look at Christ and say, I receive this gift of forgiveness that you have paid so much for me. And maybe it's time for you to go through that process of, I haven't repented, I've been pushing that aside. Because you know what unrepentance also does? It also gives power to wickedness and demonic in your life. It sure does, dude. Because if you give permission to it, and you don't shut down that permission, you're like, well, I kind of like this sin, and this sin is good. You haven't actually wanted to get that out of your life. Repentance is the humble and contrite heart saying to the Lord, I don't want this in my life anymore. I don't want permission over this. And then you have the ability to denounce it to break its power over you and if you need deliverance if you need something you need to find somebody that can lead you through this process and we we have you reach out to us we can get you in contact with people but i think repentance is so important in us as christians like this is that time of repentance this is a time Come on. for us to get down on our knees and say okay lord What areas in my heart are still unrepentant? Where am I still bitter? Where am I still prideful? Where am I still far from you, Lord? What have I held on to that I haven't rejected and put in your place? Come on. What idols are still sitting on the shelf where you should be, Lord? And when you start having that conversation with the Holy Spirit, he's going to start bringing stuff up to you. This is such an important process, guys. Because what we're hearing a lot of times in Christianity is God loves you. 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 And he does. He does absolutely without question. The problem is if we never have the other part of the conversation, we walk away with a selfish faith.
0: I think too, dude, love is justice.
1: It love re- is justice. Oh, it, it respects and honors justice. And we've gotten to the point where love is becoming a, a, and an excuse for injustice.
0: It is, dude. And so what happens is because we have violated his laws, we needed a sacrifice for that. And so there he goes saying, Christ will go to that cross for like that in your place. And because he loves justice and because justice needs to be served because he's so good, because he's so loving and merciful, he says, you know, he'll take that punishment for you. And so he put all of your junk on Christ. I mean, dude, that's what blows my mind about Jesus. Still to this day, he took my sin. Isaiah fifty uh, Isaiah was it fifty six talks about that he was separated from God.
1: Yes, and we we have no comprehension of how deep Bro. that is. No comprehension. Gosh, he was dark, dude. He
0: had nothing. And that, that separation was taken for you. Don't you get that? Like that's where it's that's where it's tricky, is that this was for you, the believer, and for the sinner. I find that I need the gospel almost every day of my life. Right. I need to be reminded of the gospel Die all the every time. day.
1: Oh my gosh. And and that separation, you want to know what Christ got in return? The full, and I mean full wrath, wrath of gosh. God. And you and I have no comprehension of what Christ went through in receiving the full wrath of God without God there with him. Not only was he separated from God, so no more communion, no more unity, no more strength, no more courage, no more nothing. Wrath was poured out upon him for you. When we, when we really wrestle and grab a hold of that, we start to realize how much we should be forgiven for. You want to love much? Be forgiven of much. You want to love much and love others and love the Lord deeper and, and have true respect and honor. Forgiveness. Both God's forgiveness for you and your forgiveness of others. All of a sudden, when you fully realize the debt that was paid and forgiven in your stead, you walk with whole new eyes towards everybody else. Doesn't mean you don't uphold righteousness, you don't uphold truth, you don't have have mercy and grace, but you love. You see things for what they are. And so we're gonna pray. And this is a line that I'm on right now because I think it's so important for us to realize. We, we prance around yelling at each other, you need to love more. But if we have no concept of the righteousness that crucified Christ,
0: yeah.
1: we're loving people into hell. We're passing by, and we're not weighing out the full wrath of God that was poured out on Christ. So we're going to pray. Father, you are in heaven. You sit over all. You are holy and righteous. You are sacred. You are true. And Father, we want more than anything for your will and purpose to go forward here on earth, just like it does perfectly in heaven. And Lord, we pray out to you right now, Give us what we need, Lord, to follow your will, to to complete your purpose, to grow the kingdom for you, Lord, to love and make disciples. Lord, to save people from the clutches of the enemy. Lord, to provide the light that they can then take in and shine it to others. Lord, I pray for restoration in other people around us to have reunion with you and to fully understand, Lord, what you went through for us. And Lord, we pray now, forgive us for everything that we have done against you. Holy Spirit, I pray right now, bring to hearts and minds those things which we need to bring up to you to be forgiven. Lord, we forgive those who we have something against, who have a debt against us. Lord, we pray that your hand would guide us in all love and faith, as well as truth, justice, righteousness. Holiness. Lord, we pray that our footsteps on this earth would bring you in power and majesty, that you would get the glory in everything we do, Lord. Father, we are your willing, submitted servants. And we thank you for the fact that you love us Lord, we praise you in your name. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: Whew, all right. So I think we're probably going to do a civil disobedience part three. I think what we'll do is we'll do that Monday. Um, So be sure to tune in. We're going to give the real-world examples of how you can do that. Um, But we're going to leave it here. I highly suggest you spend some time with the Lord now. I highly suggest get a little alone time, a little quiet time. Use this reverence. I think um, I think one of the reasons why we see so much uh, exposure of the church and um, so many people are quick to point out what Christians are doing wrong, I think the reason for that is a lot of us need to wake up and see ourselves as the committed bride of Christ, um, because a husband or wife can be in a marriage, but still not be committed to each other. You ever watched a loveless marriage? It's a sad, lonely, compromising <clears throat> place to be in. Don't be in a loveless marriage with the Lord. Be completely his. So we're gonna sign it off. Guys, we absolutely love you. We're so grateful for you. We highly encourage you. Spend some time with the Lord today, right now, while it's fresh. Okay? And uh, we can't wait to see you Monday. Yep. We'll be here. All right? So, Massey, Mike, love you guys. Have a great day.